Jason worked with our teams right before and he's like, you need to take out those bounce backs. I was like, Jason, I am not taking out the bounce backs. And you're like, I think you should take them out. Too risky. And I'm like, nope, keeping them in. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 72. Not sure if there's going to be a 73, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today we have on my good friend and cheer director at Central Coast Elite, Ali Wenzel. But before we get into that, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone you know who coaches at a D2 gym, who owns a D2 gym, because we talk about the pros and cons about being D2. We talk about her thoughts on the new score sheet, and we just talk about her general love for the sport of cheerleading. But before we get into that, got a couple of shout outs. Shout out to B More. Don't be less when you can be more. We miss you, B. Hurry back to us. And then shout out to all of our financial supporters, Sheila, Sarah, my mother, and Caroline. And if you want to join that list, be sure to click the link in the show notes below. Lastly, if you have a question that you want answered on the show, you can submit that by clicking the link in the show notes. And we will get that answered for you in a future episode. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Glad that we got to sit down and chat. Glad that we got to sit down and talk some cheer. Without further ado, my conversation with Allie Wenzel. Allie, thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks, Jason, for having me. I'm super excited, but also super nervous. The, the, no need to be nervous. Allie, you're a pro. And this is what it's like actually like working with you because you are one of my favorite people to work with in the entire world. But this is like that sentence right there is perfectly you. Like, I'm just so nervous right now. I'm like, the kids are going to be fine. Yeah, always. Always so, nervous. Um, <laughs> dude, let's make this happen. So, Allie, let's hop straight into it. Um, what's your story? How'd you get into cheer and take me through, take me through just how you got into cheer and your first uh, job in cheerleading. Okay. So I did gymnastics, like basic gymnastics and tumbling, uh, growing up and not competitive or anything, just did like my one to two classes a week. And I came to, um, seventh grade and I was like, what am I going to do in high school? Cause I wanted to do a sport in high school. And I liked soccer, but um, I wasn't super great at it. So I knew I probably wouldn't do that in high school. Um, So I was like, I really enjoy tumbling and I could do this in high school. And so I looked into the cheer program and um, I grew up in Orange County in Los Alamitos. And so I was going to Los Alamitos High School and the cheer program there is awesome. Phenomenal still is. Um, I'm pretty sure Cheryl's still coaching it, but Cheryl Vong was my coach. And um, so we, so seventh grade, I was like, I'm going to do cheerleading. And um, eighth grade comes around and there's a 
all-star program at my gymnastics gym, tumbling gym that I go to. But like, it's not all, like, it's not like it all-star is now. So, but it was like all-star back then. So they were called the junior Griffins and I did one year of that. So my eighth grade year. And then the next year it turned into Titan elite and Michelle Fitzgerald was the one that ran that. Yep. So I did one year of that and then um, I tried out for high school cheer and made that and then did four years of high school cheer. Um, And then my junior year of high school, I also started working for Cheryl. And so I coached um, gymnastics and tumbling classes and birthday parties and camps and the whole nine yards. That was like my first job in the gym world. Um, And then... That took me. I don't know if you want me to keep going, but no, let's hear it. So, so you're so you're in Orange County. So then, how do you get up to the Central Valley? The Central, you know, slow. I guess now you're not really Central Valley you're on the coast. But how do you get up to slow? Going to college, deciding where I was going to go to college. I was actually like planning to go to San Diego State. I like paid my hundred dollars deposit. Was like, I'm going to San Diego State. That's where I want to go. I tried out for that cheer team. Um. But I also had planned to go visit Cal Poly. And the weekend that I went to go visit Cal Poly with one of my friends that was on my cheer team at at Los Alamitos High School, um, I found out I did not make the San Diego State cheer team. And so that weekend I was like, come on, Jen. Yeah, did not make it. Um, I did a video tryout. And my brother years later tells me that it was not a good video tryout. And that was why like the video quality skills were horrible. He's like, that is why you did not make the team. I was like, okay, thanks for letting me know now. Um, no, but I didn't have a full, um, my standing tuck wasn't super consistent. Real quick, Allie, you got cut from San Diego state. Have you survived not making the team? Yes. I think it actually made me stronger and it led me to where I am now. So Uh, my path was to not go there. And so I think I had to like figure that out. And if I made that team, I would have gone there and my life would have looked a lot different now. Um, But then um, I opened my mind up to Cal Poly and that's where my mom wanted me to go anyways, because they have a really good teaching program. And I just didn't really know about the school at all or San Luis Obispo. I was like, what the heck is that? I was like, I don't know where that is. Um, But I really liked the location the people were super nice on campus like everybody was super sweet I liked the vibe um I ended up trying out for their cheer team and making that I I I didn't end up not committing to the cheer team but I I'm here in San Luis Obispo and I'm still here and I love it um and yeah so you moved to slow you you go to you go to slow you go to Cal Poly Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for anyone who doesn't know what slow means um, so you moved to slow for Cal Poly, you make the team, you decide not to cheer and you've, you've been there ever since. So how long have you lived in slow now? So I graduated from high school in 2005 and moved here right after graduation. Um, yeah, the year that I came to Cal Poly, they had, um, a transitional year with the cheer team, like all the cheerleaders had quit the team. from the year before. And so literally like eight people showed up from tryouts and it was like, I don't even think any of the returners came. And, um, so it was me and my friend from high school and we were throwing standing tucks and layouts on the grass. And we were the only ones 
with anywhere near that kind of tumbling. And her and I were bases and I also backspotted, but they wanted us to fly. And I was like, girl, I am not flying. Like that is not a thing. Do not lift me up. They put me in an extension. I think I remember like pulling all their hair out on the way up and I was like, not happening. And then um, I didn't want to leave home a whole month before school started for for that. And every year since like Cal Poly's gotten better and better, my best friend took it over Annette um, like two or three years after I tried out and it's been like amazing ever since. So bummed that that didn't happen when I was there. But still, um, I think it was time for me to be done. My body was done. Um, and it led me into um, coaching at a gym here in Slow called Central Coast Gymnastics. Um, I did that the summer after my freshman year, so starting in 2006. And they didn't have a cheer um, t- position open for me. But I was like, when as soon as something opens, like, let me know. Like, I'm down to coach cheerleading. That's like my first passion. But I ended up coaching gymnastics for a really long time. I did camps. I did office. I did a ton of things through the years. Um, And I think 2007 was when I started coaching the cheer team. Like it was like December. So the the teams were just starting to compete and a coach had to leave. And they're like, hey, the position's open. Let's go. And I was like, all right. So I jumped in. Cheerleading, all-star cheerleading was a little bit different than what I remembered um, and way different than it is now. It was like intermediate, advanced, that kind of thing. And so I coached the like junior intermediate team. They were like level one and um, or it was maybe even younger than that. I can't remember. Um, And they killed it. And I only I didn't have that much time with them. And so I don't know if it was the next year or the year after. I think I did one more year of coaching and then they put me as like the director of the program. So I think it started in like 2009 when I started running the program Yeah, and still running it to this day, still working at Central Coast Gymnastics and yeah. There we go. So, well, real quick, shout out to Annette, wonderful person. Yeah, she's the best. So yeah, shout out to Annette. She's one of my bestie, cheer best. Yeah, we've done a lot together. She'll come up in some stories later, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you, so you are there, you're like, Hey, I need a job. I'm going to apply here. Central coast gymnastics. They don't hire you in the cheer program. So you're kind of like, all right, so I guess I'll teach some gymnastics. And then all of a sudden you're coaching, you get the job. And then it sounds like a year later you became the director. I think it was like one and a half seasons later. So I did like a half a season and then a full season. And then they're like, it may have been a little bit longer than that, but they put they moved me after the year and a half seasons to the senior team, and they're like, "You're coaching this team because your team last year killed it, and we want this team to also do well." And so then I took over the senior team, and at that same similar time, maybe a year or so later than that, I took over the program. So there we go, good stuff. So what has the transition been like going from? You know, just being a, I know that was a big transition for me going from just being from my only duties of like what a coach does to now running the program and making like all these, you know, other decisions and just a whole different role. So what's that transition been like for you? Um, It was cool, but also, like I said, I get nervous about everything. So um, it was definitely a lot of pressure and 
I like to make everybody happy and please everybody. And so making those decisions that at the time when I first started, because I was a lot younger, like I didn't, I wanted to make decisions that made everybody happy. So, um, and now I know like not everyone's going to be happy. You got to do what's best for the program and do what's best for like that timeline of, you know, where, where you're at in the season and stuff like that. But at the time it was like, there was a lot of pressure. Um, I feel like they, I don't know. I feel like they thought I already knew how to do everything, but I'm a hard worker and, um, I don't like to like fail at anything. So I figured everything out. I made relationships. I, um, did my research. I went to conferences and I just wanted to be like the best, um, director, the best coach that I could be for this program. And, um, coming in from like Los Alamitos and how cheerleading was there, it was a lot different in San Luis Obispo. So like what I wanted to like put into the program, they were not at that same like playing field or level or like, Mm -hmm. uh, just everything in like San Luis Obispo just was a lot less like intense and this goes for like every sport. Um, and I wanted to like go hard. And, and so that was like the hardest transition is like, I wanted to go from like zero to a hundred when I took over the program and they just weren't ready for that. So I had to like step back and like do things in baby steps to kind of get where we are today. But yeah. Now tell me about what took you the, what took the longest for you to actually grasp about being a director and real quick just to paint the picture when it comes to you being the director um your role is a lot like my role as far as being the director is concerned um you know we're in a multi-sport facility um obviously we have owners that own the whole thing but really like we're in charge of of our department like the cheer department right and so i know a lot of places that have like an all-star director their owner is still like really involved with all the decisions that happen in the cheerleading department where you really get to make a lot of the decisions that happen within the cheerleading department, right? Like I've met Mimi one time maybe um, and, you know, said hi to her. And, and if you, if you brought me in or if you didn't bring me in, she wouldn't care or know the difference. Right. And you probably get to choose, not you probably, you choose your own music producer and you know, who does your choreography and all those things. Right. And all the parents immediately go to you. Right. So anyway, so tell me about what took you the longest to grasp about the job, you know, being the director. Um, I think, uh, let's see. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. I pretty much run all things cheer. Like you said, um, I, I've been with the the gym since 2006. And so how many years is that? Like six, 16 years, if I'm doing the math right. And I'm like been the director that's been there the longest. And so she kind of lets me like do, do my own thing and cheer. She, she has not been in the cheer world since she was probably in high school. And, um, she did a little bit of like youth after youth cheer and stuff, but her main, focus is just gymnastics. And so she kind of lets me do my thing. Um, I think the hardest part is probably, I don't know, the hardest part now, uh, hardest part learning was probably figuring out a budget and figuring out how to 
charge accounts correctly for like gear and things like that. Like the, the, the system that we had going. Um, so you have to do like different taxes and different, like all of that stuff, like getting used to that and doing it correctly kind of took me, it took me longer than a season. So I feel like that was hard for me. I like to like do things good and do things well, like the first go round. And, um, I kind of messed up a couple of times. I still, I feel like budgets are hard and I still find errors in my budgets, but, um, I've gotten so much better and, you know, like the errors are not anything like detrimental, but, um, you know, I think technology has gotten so much easier and equations and computers are so much easier. And so like that has made a huge difference in making budgets and stuff, but yeah, I think nowadays creating a schedule, creating a budget and that whole process, um, hotels and like just figuring all that out is the longest process as a, for a director and then everything that entails, like there's so much to go that goes on with it. And I think like I've been just recently gotten like a thousand emails or like texts like, Hey, when are you going to send out our schedule or come schedule? When do you think, when do you think you're going to get that? And I'm like, if you only knew like what we're doing right now and like, obviously I'm like putting together a schedule, but it takes so much more than just like sending a schedule out. Like here is the, these competitions, like there's so much more to it. And so, yeah, I think par- parents don't fully understand the process that goes into all that. So I think that was probably the hardest thing. And it still is. I heard that girl. I heard that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, cause I get the same, emails right and we all all coaches directors owners get those same emails like hey when do you think the schedule is going to come out like you don't even know what i'm dealing i'm trying to put out eight thousand fires right now and right? that's the last thing on my mind right yeah so um good stuff okay um i want to go so dude ali where should we go with this i want to talk about what you think about the new score sheet so i know that you had you had a little you had a had a conversation I'm not sure what we should say who the conversation was with, but you had a conversation with someone kind of talking about the code of points and kind of had a hand in that. I would say maybe representing the D2 gyms, maybe the D2, maybe the D2 gyms didn't know you were their representative, but you kind of (laughs) represented the D2 gyms as far as the code of points go. So I want to know with the new score sheet and feel free to be completely honest. Um, how do you feel it's rolled out so far? Like, what are your thoughts on what we have so far with the new, the new, um, vars or the United scoring partners score sheet? <laughs> so many things. Okay. So yeah, nobody voted for me or anything, but you had thrown my name out there as a D2 gym that does well and that knows her stuff. And so, yeah, I got pulled into that again. I was nervous about that, but uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to talk about what would be helpful in our score sheets and um, just looking at it from a small gym perspective and stuff. So that was cool. I'm still hesitant because I want to see it all play out. But and you're going to go just side note, Jason comes and works with my program. He works with my kids. He works with us and he's doing a coaching clinic with us and he's going to go over the whole score sheet in depth with us. So I'm excited about that. And I feel like I'll understand it a little bit more then, but 
I think um well real I, quick. I like how you add in depth. Like Jason, you need to make sure you this is know in your stuff, Jason. Yeah. No, we're gonna be good. I'll hook you guys up. We're gonna I'm gonna hook you guys up. And thanks uh, for the plug. I do work with CCE. I don't have I don't have actually any more room in my schedule. We well, can try, but CCE, we go, we go at it. You guys, are like I'm telling you, you're one of my favorite programs in the entire world. And I love that you're only two hours away, and we've become such good friends over the years. Oh, real quick, you said this. I forgot to say this. I know I'm interrupting the whole train of thought, but you said, yeah, I like to go to conferences and do this. Like I'm a hard worker, and that's where we met. We met at a varsity U conference. I was going to ask you there. when that first time was because I just feel like we were just friends. And I, then I like thought back and I was like, I think it was, because, it was when Reese went to your gym and mind you, backstory, we've always been like a sister program to American. And before Jason and Ashley were there, um, Michael Chow was a director at some point and he took us under his wing and um, ended up choreographing and doing clinics with us for uh, many years. And then when Jason Ashley took it over, um, I w- still wanted to keep that relationship with the program. Anyways, one of my athletes was moving to Bakersfield and I was like, I got to meet her new coaches because I don't know them and she's, they better take care of her. And so I think like I found his like backpack or something. And I was like, hey, you, are you, are you the new director at American Shear? Something like that. I don't know. Do you, what do you remember? No, I I remember I remember this specifically. I, I'm an elephant. I never forget. You are wearing the Central Coast Elite, um, like that Victoria Secrets like design. The one that was like across the back shoulder. And I remember you were either sitting. You had to have been sitting in front of me because I remember reading it and being like, "Oh, the blue that's one. that gym." Yeah, the blue one. That's that gym that that girl's from. And I remember like you turned around or maybe you did turn around like hand me your my backpack or something. But I remember when you turned around, I was like, yeah, hey, I've got like one of your kids. And so, yes, we did have one of her kids. We didn't steal her. She was just moving to our town. But yeah. So but since then, we've become like great friends. Like it's crazy. Um, You know, some people you work with, you know, you go to these gyms sometimes and you work with them. But, um, you know, I was invited to the wedding. So I was there. You know, I knew you back when you were Allie Mantle. And so, you know, I'm old school right yep. here, but, um, like, but when you come to work with our kids, you, you get to stay at my house. Like we're that, we're that close. Two peas in a pod. I was hoping that, um, how we met came across, came up because I didn't fully remember, but, um, and I feel like though we were friends like immediately, like, I don't feel like there was like any awkward times, like, and this will, I want to talk about this at some point, but we went to Worlds and hung out at Worlds and like always your coaches and our coaches were always like the best of friends and still are. So I love that. Um, score sheet. So I, my favorite part about cheerleading is tumbling and that's probably just because of my background. And so I am a big on doing, um, when you do harder tumbling, I want you to be able to get scored appropriately. And that's always been like a gray area, I feel like. And it depends on who's watching and who's um, deciding which what what is harder. Um, and so I was hoping with this like change of score sheet that that would change. And um, when you do harder skills, you would be rewarded. And I'm not quite sure it's panning out exactly how 
they wanted to or how, how I was picturing it, honestly, but we'll have to see how it goes. Um, I think just, so I'm thinking like level three, uh, for a walk over on of handspring t- Roundoff handspring tuck is technically more valuable than a front tuck roundoff handspring tuck. And I don't know who's teaching tumbling, but front tuck is way harder than a front walkover. And I don't know who decided on that, but so like, just like stuff like that. Um, I just think that not all of the skills are valued. And then some of the skills that are on the list, I'm like, who's doing that? Like in level five, not that I have a level five team, but like, who's doing a front full? You see any teams throwing front fulls, maybe like one athlete on one team. Well, you know what's more? You know, I, I understand. I get what you're saying. But at least they put a front yeah. – like a front full is in there and it is like a skill. What, But what is in there that like doesn't make sense is like who does toe touch – like level three, back handspring, toe touch – or sorry, who does toe touch, back handspring, toe touch, back handspring? Like who's doing that? Right. Like no one's doing at least it's conceivable like that people have front fulls and that you could put it. Well, it has to go somewhere. But it's like these weird combinations of skills that have gotten me like, why are we doing? Yeah, round up two, yeah there's exactly. a couple go in ahead. there, but it's like one is ending in a back walkover for standing. And I don't think I ever seen a level two skill ending in a back walkover. We always finish with a back handspring or back handspring step out. But um and then the running tumbling to the standing tumbling, we used to not be able to do that because like the roundup back handspring, step out, back walkover, back handspring, that is in running tumbling. But whenever we did like a, like a pause or a back walkover, that changed it into a standing tumbling pass, right? And I like thinking, I don't know. I just feel like that has changed a lot with like what you're, I don't know. I'm... We already know. I, I can already see Shay texting me right now. Shay, friend of the show. He's already texting me right now. He's like, we got to start somewhere. I know, and that's why we got to start somewhere. I'm not like fully against it. I think the idea of it is great. Like, obviously, I want the skills that you're doing to be rewarded, and that was a conversation that Shay and I had. Was like, if teams are doing runoff whip layouts or uh, runoff whip through to layouts, they should be beating the team that's not that's doing roundoff whip tucks or whatever this the story is and I was like in, in tumbling and um so I think that this will be better for like in general um for people to like separate the differences in in tumbling skills um my gym has always been like because I'm good at tumbling or like good at coaching tumbling that's my favorite thing to coach um, my gym has always been like high in tumbling I don't know about this year, but hopefully we continue to do that um, now that I put that on blast. But um, I've, uh, yeah, um, I've uh, definitely stepped my game up with stunting because of you. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. I think that we'll see less filler skills for stunting. I don't know. I feel like we'll, because like before it was like not really enough, like you, yeah, you had to do four skills, but like. People did way more than four skills. Like, I don't, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how many exact skills we did last year for elites, but it's, like, it was way more, especially my junior two last year. We They did every single level two elite skill you could do in that routine with 10 kids and... Um, and still got an 8-7, right? And, no. 
uh, and killed it. But yeah, I think that I think the difficulty comparisons should be better this year with like what people are doing since it's so like mapped out for you. Um, I think it should always go down to like how clean people do things and um, and then add in like who performed it better, the creative aspect of it and stuff too. But yeah, I don't know. I think I just have to see how it goes. I'm 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 in I'm excited and intrigued. Here we go. I guess we are going to find out. Yeah, that's actually good. That's actually really good way to put it. Excited and intrigued. But I think the other thing, um, which I think they will probably fix next year, is I think the groups are too the difference between the easiest skill in elite versus the hardest skill in elite, at least in tumbling, um, the easiest skill in elite and the hardest skill in elite. There's like a big difference between those two skills in at least definitely level, I would say level three and level four. Um, but I don't really spend too much time looking at any levels that I don't coach. Um, but at least in level three and level four, the easiest skill versus the hardest skill in elite, there's a big difference between those skills. So it's like, why would I put this super hard elite pass in there or train my kid? And I see people on ASGA asking, well, how do I do that? What is this skill? Like, if you don't know what the skill is don't do it. or know how to teach it, this is this is not the year to do it. It's yeah. not the year to do it because it's going to score the same exact as everything else. So I think next year they'll probably tighten up the groups a little bit after they see how it goes. You know, I'm guessing at the end of the year, they're going to send us all surveys on what skills need to be where, and we'll see a reshaping of the groups. At least that's what I think they're going to do unless they want to keep the groups. They could be keeping the groups wide just so teams feel like they can compete and put teams together. Because I guess if you don't feel like you can put a team together, you're going to put a kid on a lower level. Kids go on lower levels. They quit. And there's not enough kids in the sport and those things. So they they could keep the groups wide on purpose just to allow people to make teams. So, you know, that's something else I just thought of the top of my yeah, head. I think that the hardest part for me is like, just do what you need to. And like to score in the elite, like I'm like thinking for like my level three team, I'm like, well, we have kids that could like, so that the, some of the skills are like from walkover aerial. I was like, well, I'm not just going to have them like, them do a front walk over aerial like I want to do front walk over aerial round of handspring tuck or front walk over, like I want them to do like finish the pass like you know I don't know like if it's like a cross pass and my my uh, co-coach is like but you don't need to and I'm like but that's not cool and I'm like all about like doing the coolest that you could do like I don't know you if you see some of my tumbling passes in my past routines I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to C4 2000 18 when we had two girls on our all-girl team do bounce backs and it was pretty sick they did like round off hands wound off whip yeah. i don't even i don't even remember but they they crossed center bounced backed backed through to layout back to the center of the floor and started their elites and um we went to summit that year that was our second year at summit and jason worked with our teams right before and he's like you need to take out those bounce backs i was like jason I am not taking out the bounce backs. And you're like, I think you should take them out. Too risky. And I'm like, nope, keeping them in. I did listen to your stunting 
you're stinting. You told me to take out this the second stint, and we made that easier. But I was like, I am keeping our bounce backs. We kept our bounce backs, and well, you know, good. we got there we got go. put on Twitter that year, like all girl team doing two bounce back passes. I was pretty proud of that. Anyways, we like to do cool tumbling yeah, skills because you can. You. you do. Thanks, dude. You guys, and that's what uh, I knew. I was like. I was like, dude, Allie's legit. Like, I would watch your kids tumble. And I'm like, yo, Allie's a good coach. I'm like looking around. And it's not like you're in this area where you're pulling kids from like other gyms. Like, these are legit kids that grew up with you as their coach learning how to tumble. And I'm like, dude, Allie's a legit coach. Like, these kids can tumble. Like, just so everyone knows how legit Allie is as a coach. She has a kid, right? Like she said earlier, I don't have a world's team. You have a kid who now currently cheers at Baylor on the A&T team and is like l- legit, legit. And if you know anything she, about Baylor A&T, you know that they are the business. She's pretty legit. She is definitely the most talented kid I've ever coached and most hardworking. Um, and we talk about her like still to this day with all of my athletes. They all know who she is. Um, shout out to Emily Tobin. She's a pretty, pretty awesome, pretty awesome athlete. But she, yeah, she got uh, athlete of the year, I think the last three years at Baylor, her first year, second year, and third year. Like, out of all the, like, tumble A&T kids, like, she's crazy. I'm like, how did you get it again? Like, she's just that kid. She's good. She she kills it in all areas. And, you know, if there's something that she doesn't know how to do, she wants to learn it. She wants to get it. Um, She came back for the summer, so I just got to – see her like once a week she came in and tumbled at the gym and so she just she's leaving tomorrow to go back for her senior year and then she says she's done after her senior year, i said no dude you gotta go to team usa let's go yeah let's go that's legit <laughs> man all right um dude okay so a lot of people you know we have the survey guys if you haven't taken the survey take the survey We had a lot of people asking, I don't want to say a lot, but we did have a few people ask on the survey, like, hey, we want some D2 representation on the on the podcast. Then I'm like, there's only one coach from the D2 program that I'm gonna interview. And that's not one. But if there's gonna be the first one, it's gonna be Allie. So Allie, let's talk about let's talk about D2 for a little bit. And you were here representing all the D2 gyms. So you better say it with your chest, everything we're gonna talk about. So um how many athletes do you guys have right now in the gym? Uh, 43. Che- like competitive cheer kids. We oh, have awesome. about 115 total, including like tumble kids. Okay. So 40 cheer, like kids actually get that. And that's prep and elite, prep and elite About 43. Yep. So that's micro gym status then. So yep. you're like true D2. It's not sandbagging D2. Even if you counted you know? your cheer kit, which that's just rec classes, but even because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of D one gyms masquerading as D two gyms, right? They have 160 mm-hmm. kids in their program, but they put them all on the novice team, so they don't count for USASF, where they don't compete them at you know USASF um, events, so they don't have to register them, and they're actually D one gyms but they got 160 kids, 180, 200 kids in their gym. But you guys are true D2, like I said, micro gym, because you're under 75. So um, what is, what do you feel the biggest struggle is 
that you have as a D2 gym or D2 gyms have in general that most D1 gyms kind of either overlook, take for granted, or don't have like a concept on? I just think like access to like other kids. Like when we have injuries, we have to rechange our whole routine. Like there's like maybe like, so like this year I have a junior one, a youth two and a senior three and, and then a prep team that like I, if somebody on our youth two gets injured, who am I going to put on like the senior three and junior one kids? Most of them are too old and can't be on the youth team or maybe don't have a back handspring if they're on the junior one, like they're not filling that spot that's needed. So we feel like the hardest part is rearranging routines and like figuring, figuring that out right before summit. Like we, every year that happens to us, like, Oh, well, that kid's not competing. Like we can throw this kid on. That's not really going to fill their spot or we just, do it do it without them and rearrange the routine and like with nca like can't have crossovers so there's not really like i mean i've a couple times called like old athletes and be like hey dude do you want to come back for like a competition or a season and i've had a couple athletes actually do that um for me like super senior super super seniors um and a couple different times but it's like we don't have a ton of other teams to pull from or even like that many kids in the gym to like ask to do it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's a hard part. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you know, for us, which I know, right. If someone gets hurt on junior one, well, well, well we got 8,000 kids in this yeah. gym that can fill in for and your kids. One, do right? Your kids um, are like, you know, that's insane. I only have a couple kids that I'm like, Okay, that kid like will always fill in if I ask her. But the other ones are like, mm-hmm. mm, that looks hard. Like, probably not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. So now tell me, what's the uh, what's the best part about being a D two gym? Um, I love being able to know every single one of my kids' names. Um, I love that I get to like talk to every single kid. I love that I know all of their families. Um. I, yeah, I just like to be a part of their like life in and not just their cheer career, but um, just keeping track with them in life and uh, knowing more about them. I feel like that's, I feel like there's some D1 gyms that can do that, but I feel like it's a little bit harder once you get bigger. Um, So I do like that, that I can, yeah, I can be so close with all of my athletes. No, yeah, for sure. No, and I 100% agree with you because it is it is hard as the especially as the program has grown, it's like crazy. Like, man, there's so many kids and new family because new families come every year. Um, I'm not sure if I said this on the pod before, but we grew our prep program grew by like 70 kids. So we have two whole two, two new teams right in prep, and so crazy. It's like, man, we have all these new kids. Not to mention, you know, the, the other growth that, that we had in, in the elite program. Yeah. But with all these new kids, new families, and you're like, I'm coaching and doing this and trying to figure out a way to, how do I how do I make the big gym feel small where it's not just, you know, kids on teams. Like we're actually able to have and form relationships with 
our families and our athletes and all those things. And that's like the, that's like the real hard part that we have to like try to be really intentional about how to meet all of the families. Right. So if you're an American cheer family, if you haven't met me yet, um, make sure you do the one-on-one, um, the one-on-one meeting so we can sit down and talk, but that's just a, you know, weird. I thing. feel like you, you know, do a good job plug. by going out of your way to make sure that every family feels important though. Like you guys like to do your like social night um, where you try to get the parents to come in. I don't know if you're doing that this year, but you do like beach day. You do. We are. We are. You do the the water park. Like you try to do a lot of program things to include everybody and get everybody to get to know each other and you guys. So as a big gym, I feel like you do a good job. Yeah, but the struggle is real because, you know. It'd be a lot easier if we had, you know, 50 kids and I could see them all on a Monday and Wednesday, yep. right? But anyway, yeah, the struggle is real. But yeah, um, I don't know. What else? What? How, how can D1 and D2 gyms, like, come together? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Um... Well, that always seems to be, like, the battle on ASGA is, like, there's always, like, this battle between – d1 and d2 about like the direction of of the industry where it's like we don't matter why why don't people think that we matter or you guys always overlook us or you know no large you know i don't know there's just always these things i don't know i don't have any i don't have any animosity towards d1 gyms i think that d1 gyms and d2 gyms are both different and they're both needed and that there's, you know, there's good and bad to both. And like, you know, we have both have our struggles and we both have our uh, things that um, keep us going and keep people coming to our gyms. Um, but I don't know, I feel like, I feel like we can live together happily and we don't need to like be arguing. I learn a lot from my D1 program friends and my D2 program friends. And I feel like there's no need for us to fight in any way. Like I think I I didn't like competing in the D1 categories. And so I like that uh, competitions, most of them separate. Um, I do think that there's like unfairities both. Un- I don't know if that's a word, but there's unfairnesses like both ways. And um, I think that it just is a even, better even playing field that we compete D2 against D2 and D1 against D1. But I don't think that there needs to be um, negative energy with us. So Preach. I feel you. All right. Here we go. Allie, what do you like on comp days? Tell me like you're <laughs> – Cause you're you're a nervous wreck. I got your nerve. <laughs> so what is Allie like on a comp day? I think uh, my coach Heather had you ask this question to me. <laughs> oh gosh, um, yeah, I'm kind of a mess, but I try to pull it together. Um, I am definitely one like in new and different situations. I get really anxious and nervous, and so comp days. Um especially towards like the beginning of the season when things are like a lot unknown and you don't know what your kids are going to do. I get super nervous and I think uh, it's gotten better over the years. Um, I think earlier in my career, especially when I had like senior team, uh, senior five, senior four, um, we don't have that level currently, but they, uh, I don't know that there's a lot of pressure 
with uh, that level and those kids that I coached for like years. I coached them since they were like all eight years old. And I think that I just wanted them to be so good and do so well. And I knew that they could do so well. And I, you have no control when your kids go out on the floor. Like coaching is hard. Like you just like let it all go and you have to like just pray that like what you did in the gym was worth it and enough and um, and then let, let it go. And so I think I've um, taken the like extra pressure off throughout the years. But yeah, I get – I get sick. I get sick on competition days, like like actual sick. Uh, I won't go into detail, but yeah, I, I get real nervous. So um, it's a good day when I don't get sick. And so that's what we celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get I get actual sick. <laughs> OK, yep. so, dude, Allie, I love y'all's gym. Um, tell me about like what you guys are about like when I walk into the gym, I see all the posters everywhere. And I just look and go, man, I wish we could do not that I wish we could. I wish that we did stuff like this where you guys just have you look like you have a great culture like in your gym. So tell me about building culture uh like gym wide and just like how like you know what's that based on? Like how you guys got there. Tell me all about that. Well, I'm big on like building like the whole athlete and not just like uh, teaching cheerleading. Like I want to like build up these kids to be like professionals in any industry and just like good people. And um, I think that we have like a really big impact on them, especially the kids that like stay in our program, like their whole, um, you know, school lives, their childhood school lives. So I think... um, I don't know. I just try to really um, make an impact on them and like teach them lifelong things. So uh, a lot of stuff actually learned from you. So thank you to you. Um, I feel like we, you know, over the years, you've taught me a lot to build our culture. I've always wanted like our culture to be like um, just even better than our cheerleading. And I think that that's really important. Um, but you know, we read, we read books to our kids, uh, John Wooden and, um, his book is really like beneficial to us. We do that like probably every other year just because, um, you know, most kids have heard it and then we have like a new influx of kids. And so we'll like start it over again to those new kids. Um, and we, we journal. We journal every week, one day a week. Yesterday, actually, with my senior three kids, we journaled for 45 minutes of practice. And I was like, oh, man, that was a lot of, a lot of time. Like, But we needed that, and they needed that. I know you've had those days where you're like, we just sat and talked for an hour. And I'm like, we, just, we needed that one-on-one time with them. Teenage girls. Yep. You know, they're the hardest on themselves. And so we had to, like, pump them up with some, like, positive – you know, talk and we're talking about being coachable and all that good stuff. And so, yeah, we journal once a week with this year with our junior one, our youth two and our senior three. Um, Our youth kids didn't journal last year. And so like our kids, our youth one kids that moved up to junior one and youth two were like, yeah, we get to journal. And so that was really cute. Um, And we, we just talk like we have word of the months. We, um, we do quotes of the day. We do, um, 
at the beginning of the season, we talk about like our gym wide rules and what's expected of them. And um, just like when they walk in the gym, what they're expected to do all the way through when they leave the gym and what we um, just like, yeah, what are, yeah, what are our full expectations of them are. So we, um, we talk about coming to practice on time, being prepared, um, making sure that they are um, ready to go when they walk in the door, their hair is up, they have a scrunchie or bow in their hair, they have their cheer shoes on, on their second day of the week practices, they, uh, we run outside, so they have to have their running shoes. Um, if they're late or if they don't bring something that they need, then they have mat pushes at the end of practice. Um, everyone like knows their expectations and knows like they have to be in the correct practice wear. And, um, just even from like their, the prep years all the way through to their senior teams, um, it's the same expectations. So, um, we don't like baby the younger kids. It's like when you're on a team here, this is what we expect from you. And so, um, yeah, I think that that's really important. I think, teaching them lifelong lessons throughout the way, um, teaching them how to work with maybe people that they don't, they wouldn't call their friends. They don't, um, you don't, you don't just get to quit. You have to like work with them. You have to like learn how to be teammates with them and just learning different things that like we have the capacity as like their cheer parents, you know, I feel like, um, we're not just our cheer coaches, we're their cheer parents, and we get to like teach them all those things that's going to help them throughout their life. So, so tell me about um, what are your goals this season? Well, actually, I have two questions. Uh, no, let's stick with that one. What are your goals this season, like for the program, for you as a coach, director? You know, what are your goals? Well, we came off of like a really good season last year, so I think that's always hard going into the next season. Um, we got our first paid bid last season to DC Summit, and we got two of them. So that was crazy. Um, Shout out. Super proud of that. Shout out to Junior 2, Bomb Squad last year, and uh, Sergeants, our Senior 3 team. Both of them got paid bids. One of them at GSSA, and uh, they won their division there. And then uh, that was Bomb Squad, our Junior 2, and then our Senior 3 one at spirit sports and got their paid bid there. So I feel like, um, super cool. And then, uh, our youth one, our junior two and our senior three all won at USA nationals. And we went to like a one day jams competition at the end of the season. And they all won at that. Um, and then we did really well at summit. Our junior two came in fourth and that's the highest we've gotten at the summit. Um, the team I was talking about earlier, our senior four team that did those bounce backs, they got six and that was the highest before. So super proud of that. So this year, kind of a lot of pressure, I feel like, um, to do well. Um, we haven't been in a youth two or junior one divisions in a very long time. And so those are going to be interesting to like jump into, I feel like, but I think we're going to do really well. Um, I just want to make sure that we're competitive at all of our levels and we're, uh, you know, just 
getting better every competition. I, I would like to get bids to summit um, with for our junior one and our senior three teams. And um, I would like to win some jackets and uh, just like have a good fun season. I have five seniors on my senior three team this year that are going to be graduating. And most of them will not be super senior. Like they're going to like move to college. And um, so I think just like making sure that they have a very successful and fun senior year. Um, so that's like been my goal for them. And uh, yeah, I think overall, just like creating experiences and memories and um, friendships that they're going to remember. So I just realized this. We traded kids because you have Zariah now and we had yes. Zariah. Yes. So- so yeah, I gave you crazy. Reese and then Zariah came here. Yep. <laughs> so shout out to Zariah. Um, all right. So I saw Shay ask this a long time ago on the uh, coaches page, on um, his coaches page, all-star tumbling coaches page, whatever it is. If you want to be a part of it, if you're a coach, not a parent, you're a coach and want to be a part of it, friend request Shay. Then he'll add you to the uh, page. Really good page. A lot of good tumbling drills on there. Anyway, I saw him ask this a couple years ago. So I want to ask you. And he said something about, like, what are you – what's, like, your new thing this year as far as coaching goes? Like, what thing have you, like, discovered that you're, like, really harping on, like, this season? Uh, I feel like last year or the year before, actually, you taught – you brought this to my attention, and now I want everybody to do it. But arms clean by your sides while going into your running tumbling pass – um, that like makes like huge differences. Um, I don't know if I'm answering this question the right, like how you wanted it to, but that's, that's the first thing that popped to my mind. And then also, um, not, uh, bouncing into the backhand spring. So like, not like doing the extra little hoppy hop. Um, I've been like glued to watching that, um, and just like the little, like the little things, like movement of feet at the end of skills, like I don't know, you've got me like on like total like, like focus of like all of those little things, and even in stunts and stuff too. I'm a little bit more lenient with stunts. I feel like my eye is, but like tumbling, I'm like your arms need to be in cones, your arms are by your sides. Like I'm way less like I'm way more picky about those little things for sure. Hey, real quick. Why didn't you go to the tumbling conference again? You were busy. You had something. We had tryouts that weekend. Mm, it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah. But one thing, I always taught step outs. This is like my thing this year. I've always taught step outs that you that you did the back handspring with your feet together and then stepped out on the way down. And the tumbling conference, no, you step out on the way up. And I was like, oh. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's Is that like, why you guys are doing a ton of step outs? Dude, well, yeah, we got to hit that score sheet, girl. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, so we got to do it. Yeah, we've been trading all differently. With step outs, I go, I feel like I'm more of like in the middle, like not at the end, but also not at the beginning, but like at the top. But my, I have a gymnast that does it right away. And then majority of my other kids do it like at the end. And so I'm like trying to get them to do it at the same time. And I'm like, wait longer to my gymnast and then I told the other one to do it earlier and then the my gymnast was like hey I thought you said to wait longer and I'm like for you (laughs) so I don't I don't know if we're going to be doing any uh step outs on my level three team but the other my other levels get it they they get it for the most part so 
But yeah, that's like the weird part. It's exactly what you said. The kids are doing it at different times. Yep. And I'm like, man, we got to sync up all these kids doing it together, right? And it's like one looks, if they all did it one way, it'd be okay. But, you know, we have kids who are doing it technically right. And then kids who stepping out on the way down, or like what I am now considering technically right. Yep. Um, kids who are dipping it in the in the beginning of the pass or the beginning of the back cancering. Other kids who are doing it like after they've hit the handstand. And I'm like, man, like they're doing it, but we've got to get all of these kids to do it the same exact way. It's just like, and like I have gray hairs thinking about it, like cleaning these sections right yeah. now. But yeah, I so decided to not focus on those things that we can't clean very well. That's from you. <laughs> that I got from you. I'm like, I usually want to do it all. And then I'm like, uh, I don't think I can clean that. So I'm going to focus on the things that we could do well. So that's what we're doing. There we go. Let's go. All right. Um, oh, we got a couple more questions. This is a random non-cheer question. Um, is it GIF or GIF? GIF. I say GIF too. Or I might say GIF. I'm not sure what I say. I, don't I think it's GIF. I think, GIF I, think GIF? I probably used to say GIF and then Heather got me on GIF. So shout out to Heather. Heather is our all things cheer person. She's my go-to girl. She uh, teaches me about social media. Uh, she's our photographer. She coaches. She does all the tasks that I'm not the best at or I don't have time for. She's she's the boss, boss lady under the boss lady. <laughs> she's like my girl. So shout out to Heather. Shout out to Heather. All right, here we go. It, I was just going to say, if you look at our social media, that's all Heather. So she's pretty awesome. There we go. Shout out to Heather. All right, here we go. If you could wake up with one new ability tomorrow, what would that new ability be? Whoa. Okay. One new ability tomorrow. Uh, not be tired so that I could do more things. Like, like not sleep. Like if I could like go like 24 hours with like not <laughs> sleeping and wasting time, I would like that. There we go. Hey, you gave me an idea. You gave me this idea. New question. If you had eight days in the week, what would you do on that new eighth day? <laughs> Probably sleep. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Eighth day. It would be great to, like, catch up on life and stuff, but I'd probably just keep doing what I do on the weekends and, like, have fun and not catch up on life. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, probably just, like, laundry and cleaning the house and getting everything like organized, which I feel like I never get to do. Living that rough yeah. life and slow, hard, li hard living and slow people. <laughs> In case you want to, it's a nice little beach town, which is awesome. And, and there's wine you know, tasting and beer tasting and there's tons of fun stuff to do. Yeah. Hard life. I'm, I'm here in Bakersfield, grinding it out. Hey, you get, <laughs> amongst you get the to people. come visit us next weekend. Are you excited? I'm I'm very excited to come visit Heck next yeah. weekend. We I'm gonna get a do doco slow doco slow doco yeah. yeah. It's a really good donut company. Um, also, yeah. So Jason's coming to work with our kids. He's doing our, our yearly stunt camp uh, with Ashley, and they're the Larkins duo that like kills it. And so we're super excited. We normally do it way earlier in the summer, but I'm kind of excited because we have like all of our basics down at this point. Well, I hope so. And uh, we'll get to get through a lot more skills, I feel like, and then figure out what we want to put in our routines. That's the goal. There we go. Yeah, I look forward to it. 
All right, um, Allie, would you rather be Hayden, 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 hated or forgotten? Ooh. Probably forgotten. I don't like to be hated. I feel that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's like some people probably forgot me over the years. So it's okay. It's all good. But I don't want them to like think about me and hate me either. So. For sure. Yeah. All right, here we go, Allie. Last three questions. You already know what these last three questions are. The whole audience already already knows what these last three questions are. Actually, before we get to the last three questions, tell me, you know, we, we talked about this or you brought it up earlier about how we would go to Worlds together and like watch, sit and watch Worlds. Um, so tell me, tell me about, and you're a huge cheer fan, like, you know, you're diehard. Tell me about your favorite who are your favorite programs out there? Your favorite performances of all time? How many times have you gone to world? Let's talk about some cheerleading. Oh man. Yeah. I feel like I, not only do I like love coaching it and being in the gym all the time, I love watching it. So when I'm not in the gym and it's like a big weekend, I'm watching cheerleading. And <laughs> my husband's like, do you do that all the time? But I've gone to world. I think my first year at world watching was 2013. And then I think I went like the next five years. Um, and one of the years we went also to NCA to check that out before I started taking my teams because I kind of wanted to see what it was like before we brought our program out there. And so with my two cheer besties, so Dolly Williams, who owns a triple threat cheer in Santa Maria, which is like the closest gym to us, 30 minutes away. She's one of my cheer besties, Anna Annette. Lerone Pickett, who coaches Cal Poly Cheer currently. Her and I actually also coached the high school program in the area for four years um, in like 2013 through 2017 or something. But we started going in 2013 to watch Worlds. And we were those people that would get into, into Worlds, like in HP at 7.38 a.m. And we didn't leave until midnight. Every day of Worlds, like not even kidding. People are like, oh, you went to Florida? Like, what'd you do? And I'm like, watch cheerleading. Like, all I did was watch cheerleading. We never went to, this was before my team said started going to the summit. And so we never went to like Walt Disney World. Like, we just literally went to watch cheerleading and um, all day. And like, we would barely get up to go pee and eat. And we just, we would go and watch. So, um, actually another shout out, shout out to Eric Little. Eric Little's my buddy. He, his mom, uh, lives in, shout out. and lives in my area. And so we became friends like many years ago and his actual niece is, uh, goes to my gym and she's in our acro on our acro team. We have an acro team at our gym. Um, so she's on Seacoast acro. Her name's Emma and her Uncle Eric is my good friend. And so Eric got us into Worlds way back when they were allowed to like have like guests, like popular people, like head, like choreographers and stuff were allowed to have guests that came with them. And so he brought Dolly and I at the time as his guests. And so we got to be in the VIP area, which is also where some coaches also got to go. And um, so we got to watch cheerleading in all the VIP areas, like at the front and that was that was legit that was like i wouldn't want to do it any other way my favorite world's memory watching was probably the baseball stadium um 
when it was all wet outside. Yep, the year that all the debacle happened where like kids were slipping and it was wet and like they like shut it down and were like trying to decide if they were going to go again, like they were going to have these kids go again or not. And I just like still remember to this day, I met like a ton of people in the industry that night and Eric and Dolly and I made like a little dance while we were sitting in the stadium like waiting I remember watching Ace I think it was Ace Ace's coach like go crazy in front of their his team like mm-hmm. yeah. go. there's a video of him just going wild that was like one of my favorite things to watch um so many fun things but I haven't gone to world since actually my athlete Emily Tobin she competed on a world's team um she got asked like in a season or our she was on her in her senior year. She was on a level five, our level five team, and one of my good friends, John. I don't know how you say his last name, Maggiano. Maggiano, how do you say it? Totally gonna mess it up. I don't know. Miglioli. Miglioli. I don't know how he okay. says it. <laughs> Anyways, good friend John um, asked, was like, hey, like, does your Emily Tobin want to compete on our world's team this year? She only have to like come to like one practice a week for like last month or so, and. So she ended up doing that. So I went and watched her at Worlds. And I was like, last time I went, I think it was 2018. But um, I still watch it on my phone. My favorite program ever, ever is Brandon All-Stars. And Brandon Senior Black is like my favorite team like every single year. I still remember the year that they fell at the end of Pyramid. And it was like they did this like toss, toe touch up and had to go into a prep. And the back spot got tripped. And she was like on yep. the floor and we all knew that they were going to win until that moment. And it was just like, so sad. Like, I think I cried. I was so sad for them. Um, <laughs> but that was my favorite. That's my favorite team still to this day. Brandon senior black, all my kids know, like what's your favorite coach or what's your coach's favorite team. They'll know that. Um, I love watching cheer athletics teams. I love watching top gun teams this past season. Like, all of the Top Gun teams were like so fun to watch. Um, I know that the guy that you just did your podcast with, he was talking about those teams last year. Or it was um, the Magician one. That was so fun. Oh yeah, Revelation. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was Revelation. Was it Revelation that did the Magician Magician team? That's what he said. I don't know. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was that one, but. Anyways, I liked Revelation. I liked Double O. I liked um, TGLC's routine all last year, uh, Lady Jags, all of them. And then I am a Senior Elite fan. I love Senior Elite, but I also love Panthers and I love Orange. Like, it's just, if they're going to do well, like, I'm going to cheer for whoever's, like, killing it that day. Um, I think Large Senior is probably my favorite division to watch. Uh yeah, I, I'm a big cheer fan. So I will watch cheerleading all day long if I could. So, yeah. Which is crazy. I know you know this, but, like, I never watch cheerleading. Like, I never watch it. I only watch my teams. Like, when I think of, like, who were my favorite teams last year? I'm like, oh, well, it was all the American teams. <laughs> like, those are only teams. I only watch our American teams and teams we compete against. And every so often, like, I see, like, an actual – if I go to NCA and I'm there and I'll, and I'll watch, yeah. but I don't know anything that's going on like in the cheer world anymore. Like I'm always, you know, so when Alex was on last week, 
he was like, oh, they did the magic. And he said, revelation. And he's like, do you know what I'm talking about? And I was like, kind of sat there. I was like, yeah, I didn't see the routine. I have, I have zero clue. Um, I don't watch cheerleading a lot. That's why I love going to Worlds because I get to watch. And I'm like always like super surprised when yeah. I watch these teas. I'm like, oh, that was so cool. Like, yeah, they've been doing that since um, November, Jason. <laughs> oh, that was really dope, though. So I love that. I think that um, one of the times you and I were on the phone, I um, – talking about something i was like did you see that routine da, 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 da. and you're like no i didn't i didn't watch that routine <laughs> i'm like well you need to because it was really cool um but yeah it just gets i don't know like i i don't have a world's team and i just love just watching and learning and um i always learn like grips and i try to like how can i make that level three or level two or like that's cool um that visual is cool. Like I just get fun ideas from it. Not that I'm a choreographer or anything, but um, I'm like, can we try that? Like this looks cool. But yeah, I just love watching it. I love um, the excitement. I love like in HP at Worlds, like when the teams uh, have like a phrase or um, there's like a special part of the routine, the whole crowd just goes wild. And it's like, a feeling you can't describe in any other sport. Um, it's just like so cool. You feel like a part of like this like family of like a yeah. thousand bajillion people and like everybody's singing the same thing with them or um, saying their like phrase, like Ray's, Ray's and um, Brandon's B-R-A-N-D-O-N, like the whole crowd goes crazy. Senior Elite song that they like reinvented last or like brought back last year. Like the first year they everyone was going crazy. And then again last year. And it's just, it's just so cool. And I know that's like so cool for like the world's athletes too. And I don't know. That's the worst Super part fun. about not watching cheerleading is that uh, uh, the ones you mentioned, like I knew all of those, but that's the worst part. Like when you're sitting there like at worlds or at, at NCA and the whole crowd starts singing, you're like, I'm like, Oh, apparently everyone knows this except for me. <laughs> like, yep. How do I not know this at all? Right. And yeah. So I was glad that senior Lee um, brought that back. Cause like, Oh, I know this one. Hey, let's go. And let's Got go it. raise, you know, who doesn't know that, but right. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's singing. Oh, all right. I'm that guy right now. <laughs> So funny. I know. No, I love so it. So you should do this. Let's do this, Allie. Send me a routine a week. Like, Jason, this is right. your homework. This is this is um small senior X. This is their performance. You need it. This is your homework, and I'll watch it and I'll stay up to date. And just send me a new routine. That way I can stay up to date on, you know, what's cool in cheerleading. And I can go, oh yeah. And I can, <laughs> you know, speak the lingo like the kids. Sounds good. Once they start posting the routines and we have that access, I will definitely do that. that that'll be fun. I'm go. excited. All right, here we go. Now let's get into these last um, these last three questions, Allie. Right. Wait, are you ready for the last three questions? Or should we? is there anything else we, we need to talk about that we haven't talked about? And shout out to Charlie. Um, shout out to my husband. Yes. Um, he just popped in a little bit ago. I think he left, but... Um, I uh, got married to my husband, Charlie, in 2018, and we have an awesome dog, Riggy, and we have no children yet, but hopefully in the near future, we uh, start to have some friends with Joey, and uh, Joey could have Let's some go. buddies to run around with. 
Um, I did want to shout out um, just like my high school experience a little bit, um, Cheryl and like my high school team. Some of the some of my some of my teammates are still in the industry, and some like aren't anymore, but like have children now that are. So super cool stuff. Um, but we were we were pretty good. Los Amigos High School. We were pretty good. We were on were the first cheer team on the Ellen Show. Did you know that? I did not know that actually. Yeah, we we were the first team on the Ellen Show. It was pretty funny. I, I have the DVD of it. So maybe when you come uh, next weekend, I'll play it for you. But they gave us these like. Did you say the VHS? No, it was a DVD. It was a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they gave us these humongous, humongous pom-poms, like old school, like our parents would use pom-poms and they're like, are these good? Like, can you guys use these? And we're like, okay, like we'll do whatever. And then they, uh, it was just funny. They made us like do cheers for the people that their guests that they had. And then we wanted to do like skills and they wouldn't let us flip I feel like they wouldn't let us flip and they wouldn't let us basket and we were like pretty good at those things obviously so we did like basic pyramid and um we put Ellen's like little the guy that Ellen used to be on Ellen's show with her um we put him in a stunt and so that was fun so I'll have to show you that and then our uh, football team was also really good so we got to cheer at Angel Stadium for CIF finals and then one other memory I remember, it was U- UCA Nationals in Florida, and we had a, um, a race car routine, and we ended in third, I think, that season. But we were on ESPN and highlighted, and they talked about us and our routine, and so that was pretty cool. So, yeah, some good memories, and kind of led me to, like, my pat like. I will owe my like passion for cheerleading to like coach Cheryl because she just like made me really enjoy the sport and got that fire burning in me and a competitive spirit. And I'm excited that I can share that with my athletes. There you go. And shout out to Los Alamitos, LaSalle, as the locals call it. Uh, one of the staple dominant programs in you know high school California cheer for sure. For those of you guys who don't know, yeah, so you're a you're a, you're a legend, Heck yeah, you're a legend coming from Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. Let's go, and they're still good. So, like, good luck to them this year. All right, I think I think I'm ready. She's ready. All right, final three questions. Allie, what needs to start, stop, or change in the industry? All right, I'm gonna start with start, and I feel like they used to do this back in the day, but they need to restart it. So I think that they need to start taking better care of coaches at competitions. Um, because we just like, I just, just, so I was talking to actually my boss about this, but at gymnastics meets, they give the coaches food. They, um, like have a coach's room at every competition, um, which they kind of do still, but like, no, like, it's just not the same. Like there are some competitions that like do stuff. Um, NCA has like, you know, the room and um, spirit sports has a room and there's like somewhat of food in there, but like not every competition and not all the time. And jams does have like their little coaches area. So yes, oh, there is some real stuff. Real quick. But- 
here's here's a good question because I thought about this. This is this is the question to ask, especially for all of our West Coast people. West Coast people, DM me your answer to this. Who has a better coaches room, NCA or Jams? Because those are the two best coaches rooms for sure in the industry. Right. Ooh, I'm gonna have to think about. It. Do I have to answer that right now? You can think about it, but that's a good, that's a really good one. Who has a better coach's room for sure. Spirit Sports uh, is up there though. Spirit Sports, it's not quite either one of those coaches rooms, but those jams and NCA definitely have the best coaches. So we got, you got to pick one by the end of the show. I think jams. I'm going to pick jams because uh, they give you drinks. (laughs) <laughs> they give you drinks. <laughs> they give you drinks. <laughs> All the parents are like, the coaches are there drinking. <laughs> we only go there at the end of the day, at the end of the day when we're done coaching. But no, they have, um, I feel like the access to those massage chairs are easier to get into. They give you massage chairs. And then the food um, is free but like I don't know I feel like every time at NCA like I always miss out on the free food for some reason I don't know if I'm like busier or what and then you could buy food so I usually buy something but like it's not ever that good I don't know I like the like random stuff that jams gives you and then you can watch cheerleading from up top at jams and NCA has like the the screens to watch um but like I said it's not like in person I don't know those are the reasons I think I like jams better um, but I feel like back in the day, they used to take care of us a lot more. And I feel like at they used to have like Friday night coaches parties or coaches like uh, hangout sessions or dinners or something. They used to like, I don't know. I just feel like there was like a lot more taking care of the coaches that they used to do. So I think they need to restart that and just like upgrade a couple of those things because I just think about being at a competition all day long and not eating and not like there's like energy drinks or coffee, like water, like those need to be like accessible, like at all times to us because we are going from like 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. And it's been better now that they like post the scores on our like apps. That has been a lot more helpful. But at jams this year, at jams nationals, we were, stuck in that room I feel like all day (laughs) and I was like we should just go upstairs go to the coaches lounge and like like just chill up there until they're ready for us but like you have to be in that room when you get called in and there's just it's yeah anyways I don't know I don't know what they can do better but like I just feel like we need better access to like food and stuff um all right uh change Let's see. Um, I just think that I would like to make, I don't know how we would do this, make it more, make cheerleading more accessible to more people. Um, I know that like everybody's trying to do that in like what, like fundamentals and novice and all that stuff. And, um, but like, I'm talking about like all-star, like my kids that want to be an all-star that like can't afford it anymore. Or, um, I don't know. I just feel like if we can somehow like change the like increase of entry fees and stay to play, like all of that stuff just makes it like really hard for 
everybody to like make it work in addition to like the choreography fees like I like don't mind paying our choreographers like more money and like I don't know but like I don't know does that make sense no it makes makes perfect sense right because we have a whole there's a whole bunch of kids who want to do all-star cheer you know all-star cheerleading is not as cheap as playing some of these other sports or sorry yeah um yeah it's not as cheap not as cheap am I saying this right all-star yeah. cheerleading is definitely more expensive than a lot of these right. other sports for sure. Um, and so, you know, I do feel like we are pricing out our customers um, and that we have, like we've been on this trajectory of pricing out our customers and they're going to continue to do so unless we figure it out as a industry. For sure. I know. And yeah, I just am getting like feedback from my parents and like, you want to keep up with like, other people, other teams, other programs, and you want to be competitive. And so you want to take them to the best competitions and you want to do like these experiences so that like they get the same experiences or even better experiences than the next gym or whatever. But it just gets like more and more expensive and crazy and travel. And you will like, you have to go to summit every year and that's expensive and it gets way more money every year. Anyways. Yeah. I think, I don't know, hopefully there will be some change in that. Um, And then uh, as much as I like the re, like the try of the like restructuring of the new score sheet, I feel like we need to stop changing the score sheet so much. Like I just remember a couple years ago when I had like the score sheet down and our kids were like, Bobbles is this much. Deductions are this much. Hands down is this much. Uh, major building fall is this much. If I ask my kids to this day, like even last year, what all that counted as, no idea, no idea. They they knew um, they knew all the drivers. They knew what like if we missed a driver, they knew exactly why. Like that we could that we were just way more. And I'm not saying the score sheet was perfect back then either, but like we knew it. And it was like for a couple years, we had the same score sheet that we could like make sure we like really knew. And so I think just like full on changing the score sheet, like from like A to B needs to stop. I think like the little restructuring here and there um, is fine. And like the tweaking and stuff, obviously that needs to happen is fine. But um like we changed from a hundred to a 50 point score sheet. And now deductions are deductions were different last year. And now they're different again this year. And like, I, there's already a lot that we have to remember. And now I have to like re like memorize all of these things and reteach our kids. And I don't even think there are drivers anymore or drivers don't really matter. Like, I don't even know all of that anymore. (laughs) Like, but like, Drivers were so important, and I love that because then they were like, "Oh, we didn't get our feet together at the bottom of our jumps. Like we missed that driver, or oh, like our arms weren't all the same." Then we would go back in the gym, we would drill our arms. You know, like I just feel like that communication with like the judges and the coaches and like the score sheet, we all like kind of knew. But then there was like I know there was like problems elsewhere, so I get it. But like I can't keep up. I feel you. I heard that. I heard. I heard that sigh. 
I can't keep up. But yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, and I say this, this is not the first time I've said this. We need to stop changing the score sheet. And I don't mind that we did a complete restructure of the score sheet this year, but we're going to keep tinkering with it. We just keep messing with it every, so it's not even about this score sheet that I'm like, I'm not even talking about this current score sheet we're on. I'm just tired of us changing it every single year. Like, let's just stick with one. Let's just stick with one for a little bit of time, guys. Um, Yeah, here we are. Uh, And not everybody's going to be happy with it. And like, I'm okay. Like, I feel like you and I think the same of it. Like, we're not going to like every part of the score sheet. And, but that's life. Like, we don't like every part of any part of our life. You know, like, there's going to be parts that we don't like. And we're just going to have to deal with it. And I feel like that's fine. Like, I'm okay with, like, all right, well, this is a part of the score sheet I don't like. But like, this is where I can, um, you know, hit the score sheet. This is where I know I'm going to be like super good and get all my points in. And like this part is going to be like up in the air and I don't know how it's going to play out kind of thing, but that's okay. Like that's part of it. But yeah, I just think when you continue to keep changing it, we can't, we can't keep up. And the problem is the winners are still going to be the same. That's the biggest issue with changing. If this, if the score sheet changed, and then the winners changed, then it's like, oh, yeah, maybe we did need a new score sheet. Maybe they weren't the best team. But we're going to have the same winners no matter what score sheet we're on. And so if we're still going to have the same winners. There's no reason to keep tinkering with the score sheet every single year. So, you know, I right. like the model that the USASF uses where they say, hey, you know, we're on a, you know, there's not going to be any rules changes this year unless there's, we find, you know, the athlete safety is going to be in danger because of, yeah, because we worded something the wrong way. But other than that, I mean, I really think we should leave the same score sheet. You know, can we get two years in a row people? But you know, I think that's (laughs) when we knew it the best was when we had like two to three years with that same score sheet. We were like, and maybe they did like slight changes because they do that every year, but it wasn't drastic enough to make a like huge impact on my, like my memory. And so I feel like that's when our kids, um, our kids knew it, you know, like if our kids can know it, like that's like a good, I don't know. I just feel like we want to be able to teach them to like understand the sport and understand um, how we get points and um, what takes away our points and all of that. And if we can't describe that to them, it's going to be hard. Like, I don't know. It has to like make sense. So for sure. I'm excited to talk about it with you and how have you help us like explain the changes to our athletes because that's gonna be in fun. depth. <laughs> in yeah. depth. Yeah, we're gonna make it happen. Um yeah, so if you want me to come out to your gym, shameless plug, come holler at your boy, Jason Larkins at me.com. All right, here we go. Um <laughs> with all the time you don't have. Yeah, with all the time I don't have. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. People call me. Um, let's see. What is the next? Qu- oh, any rumors, myths, or narratives you want to debunk, Allie? I don't even know. Um, what, 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 do you have any like that I could go any, off of? Are, are there any rumors about Allie or Slow or CCE that I can think of? Um. Uh, no, I don't have any rumors. I heard 
No, I don't have any rumors. I don't know. If you don't have any Some people think good. that I'm like mean and unapproachable. Like if they don't know me. So I think just like, and that goes for like, I don't know, maybe other like coaches or like even just like pa- new parents at our gym. They're like, we're scared to ask you. And I'm like, dude, just like come up to me. I am not scary at all. Um, but I'm very focused and I'm very serious. And so I think sometimes that comes off as like, I don't want to talk to you, but um, I like when I am at work, I like get stuff done. I'm very like boom, 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 boom. And even like coaching, like this is what we have a plan for today. We got to get this stuff done. And um, obviously I'm, that's like, you know, like what makes me who I am. And, you know, I am doing my, I'm learning every day to like come in with like an open mind and stuff, but I, you know, cause things happen. Um, but yeah, I'm very focused when I come to work. And so that might come off as like, not, I don't know, maybe mean, but you're I'm an open mean. book. I'm super friendly. Come and talk to me. Come talk to me. I'll talk to you. We'll have a conversation and, uh, laugh about stuff. And yeah, no, all, all my kids know that. But, like, people that don't know me kind of think that. There we go. All right, Allie. Last question. You are. You're the nicest person I know in the world. Um, last question. Oh, thank you. Where can people follow CCE online and follow, y'all, follow y'all's journey this season? So we're not, like, crazy social media like some programs. So we just have Instagram, uh, CCE All-Star Cheer, and Facebook. Uh, I think same CCE all starts here and that's it. I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. Uh, I will learn some TikTok dances that my uh, kids will teach me that are appropriate. I'm like, are they appropriate? Okay. I'll learn it with you and we'll do it. But especially like if they hit like a new stunt or we did, um, I think got a competition. I said I would do a TikTok with them if they like hit their routine. So I'll be fun like that, but I don't like TikTok, and um, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter either, honestly. I know that's a little, you know, different, but um, so we don't have any of those, so you guys can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram is pretty awesome, so um, like I said, my coach Heather is on it. Um, Also, shout out to Coach Andrew, and I want to shout out Andrew. He's uh, one of our tumbling and team coaches and he's doing awesome. I got to coach him and now he coaches with me and shout out to our new coach, Callie. She's going to be new in um, in the coaching field this year with us. And um, shout out to our up and coming coaches, Bella and Zariah, who get to coach our um, rec classes and our prep teams. So yeah. Boom. Allie. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome back anytime. And I'll see you uh, next week, I guess. Thank you. It wasn't that bad. I did. I feel like I did pretty good. You killed it. Let's go. Allie, thanks again for joining the show. And as I'm recording this, I just got done working with your kiddos. Thank you for having us up every year. It was a blast. And shout out to Riggs. All right, guys, share this podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Take a survey. Make a donation. Until next time, 5678, we're out. Gym owners, directors, coaches, can you relate to this? You say to yourself, this season is going to be different. We're going to get all of our teams on the same page. Or maybe you're saying, we're going to get all of our coaches on the same page. You look out as the teams are practicing or maybe as they are competing and you know you can do more. 
let me help you. I work with several gyms, large and small, each season, whether it's the summer and we do a coach's clinic or a stunt camp, or it's during the season and we do an in-person routine cleaning. I even do routine video reviews if you're just looking for some thorough feedback of the routine. You send me your routine and I send you a video back of your routine with everything I would fix and how I would fix it. Teams I have worked with have gone on to be world champions, NCAA all-star champions, NCAA collegiate champions, summit champions, and D2 summit champions. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can reach me via email at jasonlarkinsatme.com or you can DM me on Instagram at Jason Larkin. Hey, let's talk cheer podcast listeners. Although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you want to hear the stories of the best athletes in the industry doing it at the highest level and their perspective on how to change the narrative of the sport, then the Spill the Cheer podcast with Tony G is for you. Check one of them out, check them all out, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening.